This WBEZ podcast is supported by the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention. Suicide is a topic that hides in the shadows. It's time we talk away the dark, learn how to spot the warning signs for suicide, and how you can have an open, caring, real conversation to help save lives. Visit the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention to watch the new short film and learn more at AFSP.org slash talkawaythedark. Good morning. It's Monday, and we're in this daylight saving time struggle together. I'm Erin Allen, and this is The Rundown. This past weekend, they dyed the river green, and folks came from all over the state to celebrate St. Patrick's Day, which, by the way, is not until this Friday. Nonetheless, folks ate, drank, got very drunk, and married before, during, and after the parades on Saturday. Then yesterday, several thousand people lined Western Avenue in Beverly for the South Side Irish Parade. This one started back in 1979 and is considered the largest community-based St. Patrick's Day parade outside of Dublin. That's a lot of people all together at once, something that three years ago would have been dangerous and mostly forbidden. This past weekend also marked three years since health officials declared the outbreak of coronavirus as a pandemic. The virus is not as much of a challenge as it was back in 2020, but health professionals are still shook and on alert. My colleague Michael Puente is reporting on remarks from Public Health Commissioner Allison Arwoody. She says about 300 Chicagoans test positive for COVID every day, and that's just what's recorded through laboratories. Right now, the city is seeing less than one COVID-related death per day, but 24 people are hospitalized every day. It is not gone, although it is in much, much, much better control, Um, especially important for folks with underlying conditions, uh, those who are older, to stay up to date with vaccines, to use the treatments that are available if you do get sick. Dr. Arwoody also says about 8,000 Chicagoans still get vaccinated every day. So when you work past your designated hours, getting a little extra overtime pay is nice. But depending on your job, you're not necessarily entitled to it. This is not the case for Chicago police officers. And they're saying they're entitled to some big money because the city didn't properly calculate overtime for their work on an anti-violence program. My colleague Dan Mihalopoulos says a federal judge has already sided with the officers, but that was two years ago. What's still being hashed out in court is exactly how much they're owed. The cops' lawyers say the total bill is $165 million. William Doherty is a plaintiff, and he's calling on the city to go ahead and pay up. Take care of the guys that are out there working for you. His lawyers say interest is costing the city another $862,000 per month. Cut your losses. I mean, that all it is is costing taxpayers more money than, than it possibly should. The city declined to comment. The new Secretary of State, Alexei Janoulias, is on tour. He's going around the state letting folks know that modernization is a priority for his office, including allowing Illinois residents to have digital IDs and driver's licenses. Janoulias says digital IDs could be an alternative to physical IDs in the future. Ultimately, it'll probably be where everyone in the country goes. You know, no one really expects Illinois to be the first in a lot of this new technology, but we can't afford to be the last either. Right now, there's no nationwide standard on digital IDs, but some states, including Iowa and Ohio, are starting to make them available. 
The Center for Species Survival, or CSS, is a collaborative group of scientists, organizations, and facilities, and animal care professionals, and they do research to understand the mysteries of biology. (laughs) There are only about 11 organizations and facilities in the entire world that are a part of CCS, and the Morton Arboretum and Shed Aquarium have just been added to that list. The designation as a Center for Species Survival comes from the International Union for Conservation of Nature. And it will allow Shedd and Morton to partner with the IUCN on ongoing biodiversity research. Chuck Knapp is with Shedd. It allows Shedd Aquarium to be part of a larger global conservation network. Conservation is never done in a vacuum. So the more partnerships that we have, the more impact we can have on behalf of biodiversity conservation. The aquarium will focus on freshwater biodiversity and the arboretum will focus on trees. And now for a few quick hits. Did you get a chance to watch the Oscars last night? I caught a little bit, including Kehui Kwan and Jamie Lee Curtis winning for Best Supporting Actor and Actress, respectively. And after that, everything, everywhere, all at once cleaned up, okay? They won five more awards, including Best Picture, Director, and Screenplay, as well as Best Actress for Michelle Yeoh. And for the second time in school history, the Northwestern men's basketball team is headed to the big dance. The Wildcats were handed a seventh seed in the NCAA basketball tournament, Western Bracket, yesterday. They take on number 10 seed, Boise State, on Thursday. Also yesterday, just as the Big Ten Men's Basketball Championship game was underway at the United Center, unionized concession workers announced a tentative agreement with their employer, Compass Levy. There are nearly 700 members, and they want improved health care benefits, increased pay, and a pension plan. I had mentioned that one-day walkout they held last week. Right now, they have no plans for further disruptions, but workers still need to vote to approve the agreement. As for the weather, cloudy, cold, and windy, probably some rain and snow this morning. Temperatures are going up to the low 30s and down to the mid-20s tonight. And that's it for the rundown for now. Later today, it's been nearly three years since Illinois legalized cannabis, and there were a bunch of social equity initiatives tied to the bill. I've been wondering how that's going. It's starting to get better, but it's still really slow. There are still only a handful of dispensaries owned by people of color. I'll talk to my colleague, WBEZ reporter Alex Degman, about why that is and what's happening to change it. That's today at 2 o'clock on The Rundown. I'm Erin Allen. I'll talk to you then.